Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. And today I am excited to share with you some, just some really practical things. These, we're going to look at at them like connection tips. So if you've listened to the earlier podcasts that I did on connection, um, how to um, build rapport, how to connect healthily, how to to really communicate in a way um, that, that fosters um, rapport, openness, and really helps the other person fundamentally feel like um, like they're cherished and like they're they're really being valued in the relationship. And so these are some really practical things that um, that you can do and and quite frankly, they can have uh, an enormous impact on our ministry, on how we're engaging. And so if you're a, if you're a priest, if you're a religious, if you're a deacon, if you're doing spiritual direction, if if you're also a therapist, if you're a teacher, if you're a medical professional, and really quite frankly, if you're a human being who relates to other human beings. So hopefully you fall into one of those categories. And these are things that um, that I think we really all respond to and um, and can really foster relationships. So we're going to look at these like connection tips and um, and this will be available on the on the website. You can go to um, to our podcast website, Ultimate um, Christian Podcast Network and and this will be available there. So so first of all, the first principle of healthy connection is, helping, um, relating to the other in a way where they know that they're chosen. So real simple definition of that is helping the other know that they're directly and intentionally engaged with. And so that would be that we're directly and intentionally relating to someone and particularly from the foundational principle that all people are made in the image and likeness of God have inherent value and are due respect and the same compassion the Lord shows us. So that's, that's the principle of being chosen. So what does that look like? So what are some things we can do to relate to somebody um, from that perspective? So just real simple stuff, you know, make eye contact when we're talking to somebody. And boy, you know, this doesn't even have to be in ministry relationships or service relationships or relationships, um, of, of course, with, um, close friends, spouses and, um, and people like that. But also, you know, even if we just do this stuff in a grocery store or in a restaurant, it's really amazing the impact that it can have on someone, which, um, which of course is really beautiful. Sadly, I think it speaks to the, um, the profound amount of disconnection that we have in society today, but 
since, you know, my, my basic premise is that connection is that for which we are made connection to the Lord connection to ourselves and connection to others. That's, that's our most basic human need. And so just something as simple as making eye contact with the other person when we're relating to them, you know, so think, you know, when you're in line in the grocery store and the person asks you if you found everything you were looking for, something like that, or, you know, um, if you're, if you're actually handing them money or if um, they're asking you how your day is or making eye contact, simple thing, smiling. We forget the power of a smile. It's, you know, the smiley faces. We used to see them kind of on bumper stickers and t-shirts and things like that. What was that back in the the seventies or eighties? But I think it's just um, a really important thing for all of us. It just, it conveys so much when somebody's smiling, there's a sense of them being pleased with us, a sense of, um, of not, you know, the sense of not being a burden, a sense of, um, of joy and just kind of sharing that, that place of happiness together with another. So, so make eye contact and smile. Another really simple thing we can do to communicate that, that we're choosing to directly and intentionally engage with the other person don't interrupt or entertain distractions that especially nowadays means making that really conscious effort and resisting looking at our phones, right? So not interrupting or entertaining distractions. That means that I am choosing you. I'm choosing you. I'm not choosing to, okay, I'm halfway engaging with you or 25% engaging with you and 75% engaging with my phone or whatever I'm looking at. So make eye contact, smile, don't interrupt or entertain distractions, all things that we can, by which we can really communicate. I'm choosing to, do, to relate to you. Um, another thing is if somebody else does interrupt or if my attention is required, you know, elsewhere for a moment, then we just, we can just simply acknowledge the interruption and say something like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry for that distraction. Please, please tell me what you were saying you know? So it just acknowledges that as a simple way to communicate that, that I wish that hadn't happened, but no big deal. And I'm back to, to being with you now. Um, if we don't interrupt it, it's kind of the others left a feeling like, Oh, I, maybe I'm only, you know, sort of important to you at this point. So summing that up, make eye contact, smile, don't interrupt or entertain distractions. If there is an interruption or if my attention is required elsewhere for a moment, then just acknowledging that and, um, and letting the person know, sorry for that distraction, please continue. So the second principle of connection is communicating that the other is known. So a simple definition for that is recognizing that the other is sharing who they are which isn't a challenge to or competition with who I am, right? So, so helping the other feel seen and heard as an individual who's very good. And so the one, some simple ways we can communicate that is listening attentively and, you know, back to the ones from before, making eye contact. And then um, to take it a step further, so we can, we can actually, something we're taught as therapists to reflect back what the other person is saying to us. So that helps them to know that we get it, that we heard them, that they were heard, and that we got what they were saying. So 
So reflecting back as just somebody says, you know, this is really difficult for me, what's going on here. And so you can say, I really get that. I get that this, that this is difficult. I get that this is hard, you know, whatever the case might be, or wow, it's a beautiful day today. I mean, like, yeah, it, it sure is. It, it really is nice outside. You know, if you're somewhere, hopefully you're somewhere where it's nice outside. Um, and then, you know, even if it's in the midst of a difficult, challenging conversation or um, co a confrontation, not getting defensive and not getting offensive either. There's no need to, to protect myself. I'm not, I'm not in threat from this person. I have the ability to set boundaries for myself to, to keep myself safe. This person's not um, a threat to me, and I also don't need to offend them. So, so not getting defensive, not putting our porcupine quills out there, and also not getting offensive, right? Not going to below the belt kind of comments and just trying to be cutting and insulting. So, um, so helping the other feel known. So letting them be seen and heard. So seen, making eye contact, heard, reflecting back what, what we hear them saying. Um, the third principle, so we have chosen, known, and the next one is valued, um, which we would say like that we all have the same extraordinary dignity as children of God. And if a person is not behaving according with their value, and I treat them poorly because of that, then I'm now doing the same thing they are. So we don't want to do that. We want to continue to value other people no matter what's going on. And these don't necessarily just have to apply to to confrontational kind of situations, we always want to communicate that the other person has extraordinary dignity. So, um, so some different things we can do to do so is um, not relating to people for what we can get from them, right? So um, instead, if I'm if I have to ask for something, recognizing that 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 thing or that favor is not the other person's source of worth or value that they have value in and of themselves. And then, so some of the ways we can express that is by expressing gratitude, saying, thank you. And, and also saying, please, you know, please kind of acknowledges the fact that, that you don't have to do this for me. This is not something I'm entitled to, right? That's a word that, um, sadly, a, a thing that happens a lot nowadays there's a lot of entitlement we can experience from other people and that's kind of a yucky thing so so saying please is, communicates that i know i'm not entitled to this you have the ability to to do this or not do this withhold this or not withhold this so saying please just recognizes the other person that that um there's a place where i stop and they start and i don't have to i'm not allowed to make a demand on on somebody else for for something that isn't owed me. And so then the final thing is boundaries. So which is very much gets directly to that there's a place where I stop and you start and we're body, mind, and spirit. And so we all have the right and and actually like the need for healthy boundaries in each of those areas. And that's quite frankly just a matter of good stewardship of ourselves, having having boundaries for ourselves and respecting the boundaries of others. So um I need to also, besides having my own boundaries, respect your steps towards good stewardship of yourself and the Lord's boundaries for you. So, so what are some of the ways we can relate 
out of healthy boundaries. So ask for what you need clearly and calmly. As a friend of mine always says, clear is kind. So when, we, when we're not clear about what we're asking for, um, a lot of times it can come across um, as being manipulative, like we're trying to kind of milk something out of someone, you know, um, and, and calmly, right? Again, um, no right to demand from another um, in, in just typical situations. Also not overstepping. So we can, we can look at all of these things in as far as body, mind, and spirit. So as far as boundaries go, respecting the other person's physical boundaries. So that's something as simple as not getting up in somebody's personal space when we're talking to them. Many years ago, I had taken Taekwondo. We were taught in Taekwondo that about the length of your leg is your personal space. And that's why when you're standing next to somebody who's really tall, it kind of, we, we kind of tend to stand back a little bit. And it's because they're most often their legs are a lot longer, you know, whereas if we're standing next to a small child will tend to stand closer because their legs are shorter. Um, but, uh, so not getting in somebody's personal space, you know, a lot of times as a trauma therapist, I'd be careful of that because you don't know what somebody's been through. You don't know what makes them feel feel threatened and so not invading somebody's personal space um you know not shouting at somebody not uh see like crossing that physical boundary also not crossing emotional boundaries you know if i'm going to ask somebody something and uh, i think it might be a sensitive subject then that'd be a way to to kind of preface that hey i don't you know, I don't know if you're okay with answering this, but, and if you're not, that's fine. And then posing the question, if it's something that's a little more sensitive. So, um, so just some, some things to be aware of as far as not crossing another's boundaries. Um, my boundaries for me, when I'm setting my boundaries, cannot infringe upon your boundaries for you. So that is my boundaries for me or what I need to provide for me not requiring you to provide for me in ways that you aren't ethically, morally, or legally obligated, right? So so I can't say it's part of my boundaries that you wash my car, <laughs> but I could say it's a boundary for me that um, that I need to have time this weekend to wash my car. And so I need to, I need to schedule my meeting with you accordingly or, or, or something to that effect. Right. So, so boundaries are, there's a place where I stop and you start. And because we're body, mind, and spirit, we all have the need to have healthy boundaries in all of those areas. So just recapping. So communicating to the other that they're chosen, that they're directly and intentionally engaged with, that they're known. So helping them, um, experience being seen and heard as an individual who's very good, that they're valued, meaning that they have inherent value. They're not, they're not um, made to earn that in some kind of way. They already have it as a child of God. And then also boundaries. So respecting that there's a place where I stop and you start. And I just really encourage you to, you know, whether it's, um, a difficult relationship with somebody, or it's just somebody you're relating to for first time, or somebody you're relating to in public, you know, wait staff or, or a clerk in a store. If you practice these things, um, 
with with certain degree of intention, then eventually it gets to where you really don't have to be conscious of it. Don't it, it really begins to to come automatically. But sometimes in the beginning, it takes some conscious effort. And I would really encourage you to give it a try this week and see how that goes. It's amazing how when we do these things in public, I'm just always really astounded that, you know, wait staff, you know, might come to the table and start kind of, you know, tossing coasters down on the table. And maybe you're there with another person or two and you're kind of chatting and they say, how's everyone doing? And if you actually take the time to stop and look up and say, oh, I'm doing well, how are you doing? And you are, you sincerely like wait for a response and make eye contact with them and kind of smile so many times they're just kind of taken back that you're treating them like a human being with dignity that has inherent value. That's not just a means to the end of them getting their food or uh, completing whatever transaction. So just some very, very simple ways we can be Jesus with skin on to those to whom we minister and those to whom we relate. So, um, so that's, it for the podcast for today. I just wanted to give you some really practical things. And just if you want to get connected to me, I'm beginning to, to um, schedule a very limited number of intensive trauma sessions and um, continuing to schedule parish and diocesan um, healing missions and also human and spiritual integration workshops. Um, so you can reach me at sacredhearthealingministries.com. Again, Father David Tickerhoof is often my co-host. His book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, is available on Amazon, as are my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma, and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. So thank you for joining me today and look forward to talking to you again next time. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.